My safe word will be whiskey. Sorry, Rod, what was that? Whiskey. Hey, how's it going today? This is Steve from Lost in Translation Park Whiskey Society podcast, and I am here with my co-host. Hey, it's Sean. Sean Kincaid. With uh, we've actually figured out how to use his mic now, so yep, he's not going to be quieter than me. Finally, for once, <laughs> I'm not going to sound like I'm across the room. Yeah, that sounds like he's speaking like in the closet or in the far end of the basement. Um, so today we, well, it's man, it's St. Patty's Day coming up, so we're gonna have a couple episodes flying at you uh, where we're gonna try some Irish whiskey. Even though I feel like every day I spend with Sean is is St. Patty's Day because that's all he drinks, it seems. But uh, today we got some some awesome. So well, we got some heavy hitters. Yeah, my for nip- sure. My nipples are hard. Yeah, they are very, very hard. So, um, oh, take <laughs> it so easy. Excited. So excited. Wrecking everything. Pulling yeah. cords out. Um, so we we have, well, Sean, you're the Irish man. Just let us know what we're drinking today. All right. Well, yeah, obviously we want to... Let us know what we're drinking, eh? Hey. Is it, wait, A is Canadian. Let's yeah. let's try not to sound. <laughs> it's a Canadian Irish. It's we're Canadian Irish, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, we we obviously wanted to put an episode out for St. Patrick's Day. Uh, we kind of put our heads together and said, well, let's let's do some heavy hitters. So the lineup that we're gonna taste is Green Spot Chateau Montalena, which is a single pot still finished in white Zinfandel casks. Then we have the Redbreast 21 year. Which Everyone is, knows Redbreast, I would think. Yeah. And speaks for itself. It's a little bit of a pet peeve of mine, but yeah, it is well known. Why is it a pet peeve of yours? It just seems like, I mean, for me, obviously, I dive deeper into Irish whiskey than most. And whenever people post on forums or on Facebook groups asking for a recommendation for an Irish, it seems like Redbreast or Green Spot or Yellow Spot it always comes up for powers and it's it's all coming from the same place it's all coming from middleton distillery yeah they are all middleton yeah so i mean to me and we like, got three middleton straight in front of us yeah three middletons it's which kind of hard to miss them and and that's go without them that's kind of like my point is they put out great stuff i'm never talking down on the actual quality it's just they're so big and they have so much power behind them with money and like brands that they are the most well known. And to me, it just it seems like it seems like a cop out to only recommend stuff from Middleton when gotcha. I truly okay. believe that there is other whiskey out there that needs to have focus on besides the Middleton brand. Especially Don't- especially now more than ever, because like for, for the longest time every irish whiskey you're getting were was from like one or two locations yeah and now there's a like a crazy variety of, of yeah. whiskey out there for Irish. Is, is it not like it's yeah. still so yeah like i i've said it a hundred times like 12 years ago there was three distilleries active in ireland now 12 years later it's not even like 15 years there's over 40 active distilleries so the next five to 10 years is going to be huge in Irish whiskey with the amount of, of a choice that you're going to have. And yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong at all with Middleton. I own every single Middleton whiskey that 
I can get my hands on because it is great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, so we'll have the Redbreast 21, which we both know already is a classic and it's a it's a unicorn, easily found unicorn. Then the <laughs> uh, the Middleton. It's like a Banff unicorn. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> the Middleton Barry Crockett is the next one. It's uh, the Barry Crockett Legacy. It's one of my favorite Irish whiskeys that I've ever come across. It's kind of my... <laughs> it's it's kind of your the middleton berry crockett is something that i don't pull out very often it's kind of my celebratory or fancy occasion irish whiskey but this is a very it's um it's my it's my favorite irish whiskey to date yeah always has been and lots of people say that it's you know the middleton very rares come out every year they're always changing they're kind of cool yeah. there are and there are some that are super sought after but the Barry Crockett they release every year and it does change a little bit but it's always consistent then for an actual unicorn after that we have the Bush Mills single cask Canadian exclusive sherry hogshead release distilled in 1989 still waiting for to hear back about the actual age of this but it's cast strength 53.7% and it's a sherry bomb and then the very last one that we'll do is a weirdo. It's God, I have no idea how to even say this. Krathnamona, which means with a heart of <laughs> Gaelic. Pink. Yeah, it's Gaelic, and I don't speak. Yeah, Gaelic. we don't want to try either. No, but it's um, it's actually bottled by Barry Bros and Rude Rudd, which are famous uh, wine merchants, but they also do a lot of uh, single cask releases. In, yeah, indie whiskey bottling. So. Yeah. So it's a 10-year single malt Irish whiskey, and it's finished for, I don't I don't even know if they say, but it's finished in ex-Isla casks. It gives it a nice smoky heart to it. So, yeah. So it's not a peated, but it's finished and peated. Yeah, it's, okay. yeah, it's finished in peated casks. So nice. uh, I like it. You know, there's, with peated Irish, Connemara is obviously the title holder for that. It's the only one that's readily available. Now there are a few other ones that are coming out. So, and uh, Connemara doesn't peat their own malt, but some of these kind of craft distilleries that are coming out peat their own malt. So it'll be very interesting because Irish peat is way different than Scotch, mm-hmm. Scottish peat. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, let's uh, crack the first one. We're going with the green spot. So green spot is, well, like you said, it's a metal, Middleton product um this one in particular is what's a single pot still uh matured initially in ex bourbon and and sherry casks which is fairly like fairly typical for the for the spot series right to be a blend of both bourbon and sherry um this whiskey then does some extra maturation in former zinfandel wine barrel from chateau montana montalina located in napa valley Yep. So the story about the Chateau Montalena is it's actually ex-Irish that uh, left Ireland. And I, they're called like the Wine Geese, I think is what they're called. Yeah, it's a Wine Geese series because so, they did the one prior to this one was the Chateau Leova Barton. Yeah. yeah. And it's just the, the Wine Geese is just a term for Irish that leave Ireland and start up wine. As far as I know, I could be way off base, but. So it's it's people that have left, uh, 
immigrated out of Ireland to start wineries? I or are these so, like yeah. physical geese? <laughs> I don't think it has anything away. to do with actual <laughs> geese. Oh. But, but yeah, they, no. they, re- they refer to them as geese. Yeah. They call them the wine geese. The so. wine geese. I wish our geese would fly away sometimes. <laughs> just starting to <laughs> Actually, come Actually, they're just starting to come back, which is a good sig- yeah. which signifies that uh, spring? spring is on its way and it's been beautiful lately. I actually saw on the news today, they said nine out of nine days in March have been above seasonal. So that's a good sign. Yep. I like nine out of nine. That's good odds to me. So before we get into this, we, uh, I've been, I was taught once by a friend who is her mother, mother was born in Ireland. The one easy way in four words that you can speak Irish yourself. So the first one is you say the largest animal in the ocean. So whale, whale, yeah, whale, yep. And then the next is what you put into your engine. Oil, yep. And then the next is the type of meat that comes from cows. Beef, yeah. And then the last one is if you catch a fish, you got it hooked. Yeah, hooked, hooked. So you so whale oil beef hooked. Whale oil beef hooked. (laughs) <laughs> so don't say it like i did whale oil be fucked it still be sounds fucked. yeah it does whale oil be fucked you just say it fast and whale oil be fucked and you're speaking like belfast slang irish because <laughs> i don't not know if belfast, i sound very they, irish <laughs> they just yeah. swear all the time they're well be fucked they drink some fucking whiskey yeah all right so yeah i've poured out the first three okay let's uh let's dive into this green spot so obviously green spot you can find just regular green spot uh it's the most widely available and then they do have the two maybe now three i'm not sure but two for sure wine finished green spots so pot still just a reminder is a mix of unmalted and malted barley yep and then there are some distilleries that use a more traditional mash bill where they actually add some oats into it in a small percentage yeah this one it's got a beautiful friggin nose on it man like this one it's gorgeous to, to start off with it you know it, it has a lot of that typical irish flavors that you get the fruitiness buttery creamy vanilla yeah. um fresh apples lots of people find Citru- that. fresh citrus the regular green spot i actually get uh a touch of coconut on it but i think the wine finish in this probably yeah takes mute, away mutes the coconut yeah. and rounds it off with those darker fruits yeah and then with pot still you get a little bit of spice as well so this one you know it'll finish with a little bit of peppery kick to it yeah it's all fruit fruit at the beginning pepper on the way out um a little bit of woody tannin yeah yeah a little dry like the finish is a little bit dry i find that first that, dram of the day so it's yeah I find that that buttery vanilla kind of kicks in with that spice at the end. Yeah. It's like fruit up front and then that buttery, creamy vanilla spice all at the end. Yeah, it's it's a nice mix of like sweetness, spiciness, fruitiness, kind of. They all, yeah, I don't know, like the the palate is, yeah, very creamy, mouthfeel. It's super approachable, super nice. Yeah, and that's the other thing with pot still, the mouthfeel. It coats your mouth. It's got a nice oiliness to it. 
Is it like I can't totally pick out the and maybe I'd have to do a side by side, but I'm trying to pick out the Zinfandel. It's not for for me. It's not leaving. I don't know, like a major impression on the whiskey. I feel like it's it's maybe added just a bit of tannicness outside of what the like the normal green spot is, maybe or a bit of um bit of the dryness, like that fruity dryness at the end. I don't know. Yeah, and I think it also it replaces the coconut off mm. the regular green spot with like almost more apples but also leading maybe to some like, nuttiness too that it's yeah like, but it definitely like it has a drying it does. impact so yeah, for sure i've done these side by side with the regular green spot and they are way different not way different but they're you they're notice, different. you can notice the difference yeah. yeah i really like that one it's good it's and that they're the green spots are always affordable they're between 100 and, or they're between 80 and 100 bucks aren't they yeah. usually yeah the, i think the wine filled ones the wine wine <laughs> they're uh maybe five six seven bucks more than the regular green spot yeah so they not, are a little not more breaking the bank no they're a little more limited than the regular green spot you can't go wrong picking up any of the spots. any of the spots yeah it'd be nice if we got the red and the blue here like they keep talking about and never shows up yeah but. i keep hearing rumors but They've, they are just rumors. Yeah, they've started popping up all over the state. So hopefully. Another one is uh they got a red breast small batch cast string. So mm. it turns out that it's actually it's a lot different than the 12 year cast strength. Yeah. It's more younger? No, well, maybe because it's no age statement, but it's uh or it's a blend of young and old kind of thing, or it leans way more to the Lestau in the core range. It's way oh, so more sherry. Yeah, more sherry cast. So they increase the percentage similar to the list though. Yeah, basically. Yeah. That's from what I've heard. Obviously, we haven't seen it here, but in the States they have. And it comes out, I think, once a year down there, these small oh, really? cast strength. Yeah. We don't we don't get that stuff. And I think we'll start. Yeah. The Irish whiskey genre has really been pumping the US lately. Yeah. But they're 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 successful doing so. And there's a lot of a lot of good supporters down there. I think um Canada well, yeah, we'll we'll start to see that stuff. Oh, excuse me. If I have my way, I'll get everybody on board. They'll have they'll have no choice. <laughs> yeah. Spruce yes, Grove will we be know, the, the we epi- know you will. Yeah, the epicenter of Irish whiskey. Canada. Yeah, there's gonna be little little Irish town in Spruce Grove. <laughs> <laughs> One of those inflatable Irish pubs for your back. What's your what's your your buddy and his pub? What's his pub's name? Yeah, so uh, it's. It's Montana's inside of... Oh, uh, it's a Montana's. Yeah, so it's huh. the lounge. I thought it was like an actual... Oh, so, so Montana's is just... So he manages the Montana's. He manages the he's just the doing a St. Paddy's yeah. night. So it's weird because when you go there, there's a Montana's with a lounge, like a bar. Yeah. But then they also have a separate lounge that's outside. Like you have to leave the restaurant to go into the lounge. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's, a, it's a weird setup. It's in a, inside a hotel. But, oh, that's why it's in a hotel. Yeah. Then. Okay. Um, it's in Niskew. So, yeah, one of my best friends, uh, he is a manager there and he reached out to us a while ago and he said, we want you to curate a Irish whiskey list. We're doing Irish whiskey week from the 13th to the 20th of March. And yeah. so, yeah, we sent him off. A list of five whiskeys, anything and from super entry level to, I want to say the highest one I think is 120 bucks. Yeah, but, but all it's important I think for because he's going to be introducing a lot of people to yeah. being that it's a, a tasting for 
his like his demographics not going to be people like us no so if you want to introduce the the genre then you got it's got to be a it's got to be a list of approachable and affordable whiskeys yeah and they're all whiskeys that can be found on the shelf yeah. so oh yeah for sure we didn't you know throw out some unicorns that nobody's ever heard of or will ever see <laughs> yeah and then uh yeah you also threw in three cocktail recipes yeah we developed some a few cocktail recipes that he could serve yeah. there um with within a range of flavors and and then they'll also i yeah. think they'll be printing out the recipes so if people want to take them home and grab, go really? grab a bottle then they can do that so yeah it's really cool that's pretty cool um, idea. yeah it was awesome that they reached out they uh their website and all their advertising has our logo on it and nice i'm gonna have to go check that out. i haven't seen that yet yeah no it's awesome and then uh yeah so if you're in town and obviously this will be coming out halfway through their irish week but head down on the weekend and yeah drink some whiskey that we picked and some cocktails that steve came up with so i might have to do it myself there you go i'll join you <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. unfortunately i'll be at work until the day after saint patrick's day but oh yeah that's right yeah that's okay all the fun's gonna be on the weekend we get the tastings coming up and we, we may need we got to, back-to-back tastings yeah friday and saturday we may need to go and for of course mine has nothing to do with irish because i'm <laughs> stupid but <laughs> we we may need to take our wives and go there for lunch on saturday to cure our hangover and get ready for the tasting on saturday well i'm actually um i'm full on daddy duty all weekend my wife's going away on a girl's trip won't bring her and uh so i'm i'm gonna be put putting the kiddo to bed and and then drinking some whiskey and hopefully she doesn't wake me up too early oh god (laughs) yeah i think i'm gonna be in trouble yeah all right well so let's uh let's get on with the next one here so this one uh like we said kind of introducing it red breast single pot still 21 year most this people know who, like who Redbreast is. Redbreast is not a surprise for anybody. No, they're very, very well. They're a household name when it comes yeah. to Irish whiskey. Well, well recognized. Uh, re rebranded recently, which is the all new labels and stuff. Yeah, it's a little bit cleaner. Yeah, a little more more classic. Yeah. I think right. Yeah, or maybe not classic. More modern actually, because a lot the old ones were a little more classic. Yeah, they kind of look like yeah, Vint- more vintage looking kind yeah. of thing. But so twenty one year. It is, you know, oh, so the green spot came in at 46, this one as well at 46%. And yeah, just uh, pot still whiskey again from Middleton and triple distilled matured in oak casks for no less than 21 years. No less. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, again, it's a combination of bourbon and first fill sherry. Yeah. Um, what, one of my, one of my favorite Irish go-tos. Yeah. And this, a beautiful 21-year-old, just forget the desires for a second. It's a a beautiful 21-year-old whiskey for, a, like, as far as value is concerned, in the $200 mark. This thing stands beside three and $400 bottles with ease. Yeah, exactly. I think. Like, we've talked about it. We put it head-to-head with a 21-year-old scotch, and yeah. it destroyed it. Yeah, it did. Just a little more depth. And maybe that's just because of the malted and unmalted barley, but we put it up against a four barreled or four cask um, Ben React 21, which is which has some real interesting depth to it. And it's by, by no means a, a poor whiskey because it was still very good. The yeah. red breast just had just has this like colorful sharpness to it that uh, yeah, I just love. Yeah. And that chalks right up to the single pot still. You get the creaminess comes from the pot still whiskey. 
as well as the spice and the kind of mm. so kick. good i know this is like so good just like fruity vanilla spicy just yeah always a treat no this is one that you can drink any or, day. A lot of those orchard, summer orchard fruits. And yeah. The, the, it's weird because the malt and unmalted barley, you get a lot of that cereal. It's, you like, do. You it's do. not malt kick like a scotch would be, but you get like a cereal like nature. Breakfast like, cereal. Yeah. Yeah. It's like breakfast cereal with like fruit compote. <laughs> yeah like fruit loops yeah well. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding isn't that how fruit loops are made <laughs> probably <laughs> probably not yeah no, they're just pressed sugar pretty sure it's not an actual fruit flavor <laughs> in fruit loops uh, <laughs> no like you orchard fruits peaches obviously oh, the apples the peaches for sure and then just the again the mouthfeel so the green spot for eight years i think maybe You're in there yeah, this twenty one, so it's almost three times eight to much. ten, probably. You get the the chewy because the yellow spot is twelve. Yeah, the red is fifteen. Blue is the seven. Blue is seven, but it's cast right. The, the green is got to be in the middle, so it's got to be eight to ten. Yeah, yeah, this twenty one year red breast is unreal. I don't want. I don't want to go on. Yeah, there's well. not really much more to say about no like, red breast, honestly. Is there? We've talked about it on a few different yeah. episodes now, and. It's just, you know, it's good. We don't need to beat it to death. No. And like you said, pointing out the the value of it, like there isn't very many 21 year old whiskeys that you're going to find in the price range and not very many that will even stand up to this. No, there isn't. There is not. It's just a good Irish whiskey. Yeah. Just a good whiskey in general. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're uh, we're going to do we're trying to think of like random segments we can do because we do the unicorn and the grinds my malt and so today today we're going to try a new segment where we just basically just google whiskey news and see see, <laughs> see what comes up and just read we'll, headlines. yeah we'll go through and read headlines of whiskey news all right <laughs> <laughs> let's let's google it up i'm ron burgundy and this is what's happening in your world tonight heroin sex machine guns flamethrowers Murder. There's no story here. We've just found that ratings go up when we say those words. 40% of Chicago's substitute teachers can't read or write. In other news, the Prime Minister of Sweden visited Washington today and my tiny little nipples went to France. Your car's seatbelt. Safety miracle or decapitation nightmare? be to blame for that weird metallic taste in your mouth. I sure hope so. Here's what's making news. The White House Reception Committee greeted the Prime Rib Roast Minister and I do the cha-cha like a sissy girl. In other news... <clears throat> oh, my apologies. So, uh, keeping with the theme, we'll just Google Irish whiskey news. All right. we Yeah, I Googled Irish whiskey and I'm on the news tab. So, the first thing that came up here is... Something that we've talked about. Yeah, we have talked about it. This is, it is weird. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's just super weird to me. There's an advertisement I can't get rid of. Okay. So, 
There's a new Irish whiskey coming out and launching in the United States. I think that's like that's the big thing, right? That their launch in the U.S. is yeah, they're out in Ireland. time. They're in Ireland already, but the big thing is releasing in the U.S. before St. Paddy's Day, and it is it's no, like no word of a lie. It's an Irish whiskey in a can. So if you think like the miniature Coke cans, it's even smaller than that. Yeah, the little pup cans that um, that uh, Fever Tree. They have those little tiny, like the tiny, tiny cans. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's the name of them, right? Fever Tree is the little, like the little ginger ale tonic company. Yeah, Fever Tree. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they're tiny, so they are. They're only what are they? They're like thirty. Hold on, let me work my way down here. Look how tiny that bit's. It's an eighty-six <laughs> proof standard Irish whiskey. It's um, made by uh, two stacks. Yeah, so two stacks are themselves a pretty new name in Irish whiskey, but they're doing something different and they're getting making a name for themselves because of it. Yeah, it's a four pack of drams in a can. <laughs> it's just so weird. So retail price is nineteen dollars. They're saying three and a half, three and a half ounces per can. So hundred mils, a <laughs> hundred yeah. mil can. But that's like it's one of those things where okay, you pop that can. You're dedicated. You got to drink that. You can't just like put a cork back on it. Nope. <laughs> and like, I, <laughs> what do you, do you take, just take it to go? Like you just put it in your cup holder. Walk into a house party with <laughs> walk in a, house, a four pack. A little tiny can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which it's so you're what? 12, you're 14 ounces total. So you're, you're getting wasted. <laughs> is that a Mickey? 14. What's a, what's the size of a Mickey? 350. Is it just, is a Mickey half a, Two six then, I think so. I think it's just over half. Well, three fifty be just under half. Three seventy five is yeah. half. Does anybody have a calculator? <laughs> um, no. So it's going to be more than that because half is thirteen. No, oh, around that. Yeah, around that. Thirteen, yeah, basically. So basically, Mickey. But for nineteen bucks US. So it's forty percent dark grain spirit aged in virgin oak, forty percent light grain spirit. So I don't, what's the diff, what's the dark grain light grain? Do you know anything about that? Not really sure. Aged in second fill bourbon casks, and eight percent of it. Oh, sorry. So yeah, forty forty percent aged in virgin, forty percent aged in second fill bourbon, eight percent aged in oloroso sherry, ten percent aged in bourbon, and two percent peated malt. Even that's a diverse. Yeah, that's a nice mash bill. Yeah, it is interesting I, i'm that's kind of bold to put a little bit of peat in there because not everybody likes yeah the quality of peat and, and it's very very few irish whiskeys that actually use peated malt yeah very interesting so crazy so they're yeah available yeah california new york illinois texas maine new jersey pennsylvania ohio minnesota so 20 See, we just hammer all those acronyms off oh, that was crazy <laughs> and then 20 states by june so by the summer, you can grab a four pack and head down to the local. We need to get that here, beach. maybe. Yeah, local beach. I don't. <laughs> people here don't know what a local beach is unless they're sitting on the side of the North Saskatchewan River at that stupid disappearing beach or sandbar <laughs> that came out of nowhere from construction, and people are actually on there flolicking, jumping in the water, and it's like Gross. you know, you realize the river did not all of a sudden clean itself. <laughs> There's just a sandbar in our shitty, dirty river. <laughs> like <laughs> That smells like sewage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, I haven't been to the, what is it called? Hidden Beach? Yeah, Hidden Beach or, yeah. Something like that. 
That's not, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, we're not here to talk Stupid. about beaches. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, oh, this is interesting. Really, we want to talk about him? Yeah, I will. <laughs> I just took a picture oh. with him. <laughs> you did. We'll just touch on it. So, Connor McGregor's proper 12 with proper 12. Oh, his future with proper 12. Okay. Yeah. So, the, um, the company that basically owns proper 12 are looking as far as i know to buy conor mcgregor conor mcgregor's share and they want to buy him out yeah buy him out and he's looking to make like mega money off that they're the highest selling irish whiskey in the last two years but why would they want well only because conor mcgregor why would they want to buy him out unless they're just going to pay him to media the crap out of it that's that's where the question comes in whether his future with the company is in doubt or not is well like isn't that like a massive component of of it being like the the sales being as high as they are is because of him the whiskey's crap yeah (laughs) it's it's well at least it's not okay it's not crap but it's not it's not great no it's very it's a low shelf but yeah i would rather drink jameson yeah me too now saying that would it have been the highest selling Irish whiskey for without two him? years without him? No. Not even close. Not a chance. So now are they basically ousting him because of kind of outside of the whiskey? His reputation in the past couple of years has suffered a bit. Um, To me, like I follow UFC fairly, fairly close. And he has kind of turned himself around in the last year or so. He did go off the rails a bit. Yeah, he's well, he's always been kind of an eccentric uh I don't know, flamboyant yeah. dude, right? Like he's he he thrives off controversy. He's just that kind of he's that kind of showman. Yeah. Athlete, right? Like it's just but he, it, just he, how he is. He you know, he was at the top of the game for years, but on top of that, he is a salesman. He can sell anything. He sold UFC pay-per-views more than anybody else ever could absolutely he clearly got into the drinks biz you know helped start this proper 12 which is named after a district in dublin where he grew up so if they're getting rid of rid of him the question i think that a lot of people have is he may not have a stake in it business-wise but are they going to keep him on the payroll as they're going to have to as a ambassador? He's going to have to be an ambassador, like it, not, not the ambassador that we all refer to in, in a lot of these other brands, but just like a, yeah, just a sales ambassador. Like the face of the. Yeah, exactly. Thing. Face. Yeah. Celebrity ambassador. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's interesting to see what's happening with this. I mean, it was a huge story when it first launched, he made a, buttload of cash off of it oh, absolutely through the sales so all right let's do one more there's a lot on that two stacks yeah irish whiskey in a it can, comes up which, all the time. Well, <laughs> which i can understand it's, it's so unique okay so this last this I'll, last one we see is uh so it's an article by 750 daily irish whiskey's bold flavor revolution so before we so go into this, one of the things I come across as somebody who, you know, tries to put Irish whiskey in the face of people is a lot of people still have that impression that Irish whiskey is soft and delicate and easy drinking. And, you know, it it gets that reputation because a lot of the lower end, more available products 
that's what they're going for. They're going for that 40% ABV, ex-bourbon only, get it out there, put it in people's face, they'll drink it. Now, this article is basically just saying like so much more is going into Irish whiskey now that it's growing exponentially every year. So they just talk about different companies experimenting with different casks. So, I mean, I can speak to that from experience. Lambe whiskey, which I think there's only two on the shelves in, um, in, in Alberta, they have a cognac finished one and, oh man, I totally forget what the other one is, but yeah, they're like weird wine casks. They don't have a bourbon cask release. And then Bushmills just launched their um, 28-year-old. Yeah, they. it's called the Causeway Collection. So anything from a 10-year to, I think, 28. And I think they actually just released a 30-year. But the whole essence of the releases is that they're all done in unique cask finishes. And, I mean, Scotch shows you there's so many different casks that you can use to get out different flavors. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, look at the lineup that we're doing right now. You have Green Spot and a Zinfandel cask. Like, yeah. When was the last time you had a whiskey and Zinfandel finish? I don't know. You have obviously the bourbon and sherry, a peated cask. And then on top of that, like I just bought a line of whiskey that a 10-year sherry cask, 10-year port cask. They have a 15-year Oloroso cask. Or no, sorry, Moscatel cask. Madeira and then the 16 year is the Oloroso and Moscatel Mm -hmm. and like yeah they're all really flavorful and big flavors it's it's interesting to see as a fan of Irish whiskey I love it yeah for sure so much more coming out than that regular easy drinking bar shelf brand that you get yeah they talk about this Napalog Napog Castle. Napog. Napog. Napalog. <laughs> the Napa Valley Logs. This uh, Napog Castle. And they've got they got a 17-year single malt finish in Cadillac Dessert Wine Cast. Oh. Dessert Wine Cast from Bordeaux. We need to find that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds crazy. I don't know. Regardless, needless to say, Irish whiskey is putting they're putting the world on notice. In yeah. the whiskey world, and they're saying we're we're here. Like so, uh, when we talked to fucking do this, was it Barry? Let's that, do this, Barry Chandler. He said that Irish whiskey is the quickest growing spirit category in the world right now. Yeah, it's yeah, it is the quick maybe quickest, not but the biggest growth from where it was. Yeah, it's seen the largest growth. Yeah recently and it's growing faster right now than any other genre yeah for sure all right let's um we're gonna get on to the next whiskey and this is the middleton berry crockett this is a gem like a true gem and the crazy if i could drink it if i could drink it every day if i was capable of drinking a 250 dollar bottle of whiskey as every day i would drink this it's it's so good. The craziest thing is that I've seen this anywhere from $150 to like $450. Oh, I know. It's, the, the Middleton stuff is like that though because it's yeah. depending on what the market is and how many bottles there are. So a little brief history is Barry Crockett Legacy. As custodian of the legendary, legendary Middleton style for over three decades, 
how fitting it is that their first ongoing bottling of pot still whiskey under the Middleton name pays tribute to the master distiller Barry Crockett. This expression represents Barry's personal selection of old and elegant pot still whiskeys exclusively matured in American bourbon barrels. So yeah, it's just different aged uh, pot still whiskeys that he personally selected and blended them together and put them in a bottle. This is 46% again. <laughs> just like that. So it's American bourbon seasoned and unseasoned oak. Oh man, the nose <laughs> gets me every time. Well, and I was I was never like I like I like uh, all whiskey and uh, bourbon barrel, sherry barrel, whatever. But this like really opened years ago. This really opened a door to the bourbon barrel aged whiskey for yeah. me, just because of the depth and profile that it, that it captures. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I mean. I always misspeak and say bourbon barrel whiskey is the standard bearer, but I mean, we haven't had bourbon barrel whiskey yet today. And this one, I think it stands out. Well, it's, yeah, it's richer than the, the other two. And it's got a ton of, it's like a ton of citrus. Yeah. It's very citrusy. So 30% each is required of unmalted and malted barley. 30% each. Minimum. Minimum, okay. Yeah. And then, obviously, triple distilled in a pot still. And then they're allowed up to 5% of other grains. So that's why, like... But they don't late, typically disclose that. No. A lot of the newer ones are that are saying, you know, we use 2.5%. Oh. That is so oh. good. It's just so rich and honey and, like, orange and lemon zest and toasty. And, like, it's... Yeah, it's... It's a good... It's a good whiskey. And like the, even like Josh, you talk to Josh about Irish whiskey. Mm -hmm. This is always his go-to. Mm -hmm. Middleton, Barry Crockett, Barry Crockett, right? I found this on sale, big time on sale. And Josh is like, you're dumb if you don't buy that. <laughs> For sure. Okay, done. It's just, yeah, it's so good. I'm milking a bottle upstairs. Pretty <laughs> hardcore right now. Me too. Just because I don't <laughs> want to see it gone. But it's going to get killed soon. Oh, the finish on this is unreal. Yeah, for sure. It's like got vanillas. It, yeah, tons of vanillas, and it's got just a like it's not as spicy as the red breast and the green spot, but it's got just enough kind of tannic oak spice to mm -hmm. it at the end that it that kind of leaves your your mouth watering. I forget. I read one year, or because every year they release a new version of it, and I want to say the the twenty nineteen or the twenty twenty actually had some of the oldest stock that they'd ever put in. Oh really? So, well, because it's a blend. Yeah, it's a blend of, of in the twenties, as far between twenty and thirty years old ish is kind of what I've heard. Yeah, they may use some younger stuff as well. But yeah, I'm sure for the most a part, small percent of it. But most of it is is well aged. Yeah. And uh, those of you didn't did you mention who Barry Crockett was? Yeah, I read it. Okay, so he was the former master distiller at uh, Middleton. It's actually, Sean talks beside me, but sometimes I don't listen to him. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because a guy I work with, I've told this story before too, but his father is actually friends with Barry Crockett and they worked oh, together yeah, for yeah. decades. Yeah. And Ken, the guy I work with, he's an electrician. He's from Cork 
and he uh he started his electrical apprenticeship at the middleton distillery that's pretty cool yeah. i said why the hell did you ever come to canada when you were working <laughs> what the, the what's wrong with you twist? yeah <laughs> but no he Just uh wants to work with that the oil yeah the whale oil whale oil be fucked <laughs> no uh but he tells me stories of you know when he was a kid and barry crockett would come over for dinner as house. i'm just like that's insane <laughs> but the whiskey yeah. with his name on it is definitely a good whiskey absolutely um do you do you have any grind or grinds do you have any malt to grind today well i've never been one for meeting new people or doing new things or eating new types of food. I've had the same haircut since 1978 and I've driven the same car since 1991. I've used the same wooden comb for three decades. I have one bowl. I still get my milk delivered by horse. Are you gonna tell a man that he can't fart in his own car? I don't wanna seem overdramatic, but I don't really care what happens here. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to stay angry. I find that relaxes me. This is my hell. Well, I won't say it, it's not going to be off the rails like some of the other ones. It's It'll stick to Irish whiskey. It's St. Patrick's Day. So give Irish whiskey a chance and not just don't just go for the same old same there's, old. there's a lot of people there's a lot of people who just say they hate irish whiskey but they've never really tried a good irish whiskey if if all you've ever had is jameson's or bushmills white or even like a teeling small batch release which is the cheapest teeling that there is yeah you're not giving it a fair chance that's like saying that's like so you're judging the entire bourbon genre on a like a, a jim beam small batch or a jack daniels, daniels. Or scotch and you're grabbing a doers or a Ballantines, like Yeah, exactly. Like explore it a bit. And you know what? I've told numerous people. Hit me up. Like lots of people. Send me a message. <laughs> I will point you in the right direction. Literally, we were delayed starting this because I was messaging with people trying to tell them get this before St. Patrick's. Preaching the Irish word. And you know, hit Steve up. He's knowledgeable in it as well, even though he doesn't like to admit it. <laughs> but yeah i know I, I know irish whiskey fairly well just because my my dad is a he's it. he's an irish whiskey guy and i grew up around irish whiskey it wasn't ever my first choice but i've i've always enjoyed it and there is an irish whiskey out there at every price level that i can recommend for anybody and for every every type of palate or drinker or anything yeah. you want really if you want advice on a you know a lesser known easy drinking straight up irish whiskey i've got that if you want a mid-tier you know sherry bomb there's out there if you want the single pots still if you want to try that but you don't want to spend the hundred bucks that a red will warrant there's a we drank one it was 60 bucks on the shelf and it is unreal mm-hmm. the kilbagan yeah that one's really good but yeah i mean just give it a chance it's more variety than people give it credit for it's yeah and a lot of people are surprised when they start exploring into it like i had one guy he messaged me a week ago and already he's messaged me twice for two more recommendations <laughs> he's like I, I love irish whiskey now just give me more and yeah for sure yeah when you're force feeding your close group of whiskey friends and yeah. friends honestly us right and we're so we're not saying no yeah exactly. it's good <laughs> right yeah so, I'll, so I'll take i'll take it all and i like i don't 
my house never had never goes without a Middleton Barry Crockett, a Redbreast Twenty One, um, even even some of the some of the other ones like a, the Bushmills Twenty One I've got, and they're they're all good valued, well aged whiskeys. Like yeah, and like there's no if ands or buts about it. Honestly. Like I touch on in the next five years, you're gonna have forty some distilleries with whiskey old enough. Oh to god, sell. they're just gonna be pound in the world yeah like we've already started to see it and a lot of these distilleries they're not they don't have enough aged whiskey right now so they're they've sourced whiskey matured it themselves or finished it themselves and have released it under their brand name Mm -hmm. with the intention that when they do have their own stuff it'll fall in that same you know 10 percent of what they're sourcing and releasing so it's yeah it's exciting to be a fan of irish whiskey and Give it a chance. If you don't know where to start, let me know and I will point you in the right direction. Yeah, no, for sure. Give uh give any well, either of us a holler. Yeah. Um, yeah, not not really so it was nice to have a nice pleasant grinding of malts. It was um my face didn't get red. Just sitting there instead of grinding it with a with a a, a meat grinder, we were grinding it just like gently with the with the stone in the bowl yeah. just massaging it <laughs> like kneading dough yeah of, of a nice soda <laughs> yeah. bread <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so, so sometimes sometimes you're just supposed to, you just got to be pleasant and we're, of course we're drinking irish whiskey so sean's not going to be angry no how can you be nothing to be angry about here uh so the next one we're getting to is a very unique find um Sean came across this in a liquor store for much cheaper than it is going to drink or be worth. That's for sure. Yeah. So I found it for basically what it retailed for when it first came out, which is I believe 2015 ish. And there are still some on the shelf and they're just harder and harder to find and is there some out there you think there's got to be well there is at that one store but he wants like 200 plus dollars for it yeah and so with this release of the sherry that we're drinking there was a bourbon barrel one and a rum rum cask cask. that's right the rum cask one comes in a nice decorative box and Uh, he wants like 250 bucks for it there's like you got to think that it's going to be sitting somewhere else considering the stores that that they were found in i've seen the bourbon barrel in a few stores and how much is that one so if uh, i paid 150 for the bushmills it was like 180 for the bourbon didn't sean mccalder find it for like 38 bucks yeah this one yeah insured park <laughs> like come on like clearly the owner that he thought it was just a regular bushmills or something put it right beside yeah. the black bush and the white original and <laughs> marked it the same price wow Jesus. like it's no way his wholesale was that much so he just messed up on pricing it yeah i've reached out to the bushmills reps and asked like for information on it as well as uh you know if they know of stores that were given it mm-hmm. when it first came out so just the allocation is weird it's never found unless it was allocated everywhere and these are just the stores left with it obviously yeah which yeah. would make sense that yeah. the big chains and big stores would have been wouldn't went through it down, you know? yeah and yeah like i found mine in some weird one-off liquor store kind of in the ghetto yeah, that's crazy sean found it here at some mom pa liquor store tiny like it's a tiny hole in the wall liquor yeah. store in one of the older areas in sure park like, yeah yeah they are out there there's a store in edmonton that has it like you said little overpriced but 
it's nice to know that there's a, a backup. If that guy likes to corner the market on rare, or at least he thinks he's he he can. <laughs> Even though he'll say, like he tried to sell that Nika 12, and he was like, nobody else has this. And I was like, um, actually, there's about 20 other stores that have it now. And he was just like, oh, well, six months ago, nobody had it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, that doesn't matter now. He tried to tell me he had this, uh, I think it was, well, your favorite, I think it was a Jura 21. And he's trying to tell me that it was a, a single release exclusive to the UK that he brought back with him as in like in a suitcase and then put it on the shelf for 50, 1500 bucks. And I was like, that's a $120 bottle. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, nope, this, yeah. this one's different. I'm like, yeah, $1,500 wet socks. Hey, he's probably got superstition there for like 6,000 then. 7,000, 1,000 per oak. Or no, that's not the seven <laughs> wood. Sorry, seven, seven wood. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into this Bushmills. So I saved this because I knew when I first found it, I knew how good it was. Oh, it's got some <laughs> musky, musky sherry to it, eh? So when I first cracked this bottle, it was when the Dodgers won the World Series for the first time that I can remember. It was my celebratory drink. Well, the Jays are going to win it this year. Yeah, not a chance. <laughs> the Jays will be good. Like they'll be good in a couple of years if they can balance out their pitching. But they're like they're players in the field. Oh, they've got a great lineup. But Dodgers, I've been a fan of the Dodgers for decades, as long as I've watched baseball. And I was too young in 1988 when they last won. Yeah. And every year I'm like, this is the year. This is the year. <laughs> My yeah. wife even said when they win, if they win, you can go buy a Dodgers jersey. So this year is like the day that they won. Yeah. I was online and got a Clayton Kershaw jersey. That's awesome. With the like World Series logo on the that's sleeve. That's sweet. So. Yeah. No, that's it. If, if, I'm never, I'm not the one to ever, I don't know, like slag on other people's teams. Like it's. Unless it's the Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, that's true, actually. Maybe it's just baseball related. <laughs> yeah. I like because <laughs> I'm not as pa- I'm passionate about it. I'm not as passionate, obviously, yeah. as hockey. But and, and, I, well, let me rephrase that. I'm not I'm not one to tell you that you're an idiot for cheering for your team because that's your team. I will tell you your team sucks. Yeah. But you can cheer for whoever you want. Well, my love for the Dodgers is literally it's pretty, pretty forever deep, deep rooted too, right? So it's I have this. Oh, yeah, he's got a fucking uh, tattoo on the inside of his lip with L.A. on it. <laughs> that is some serious shit right there. Yeah. This Bushmills is so good. That like, night, that night. When so, it, so good. When the Dodgers won and I cracked this bottle and I poured my first glass, I, like, set it down. I was like, what is this? This is unlike any any Irish whiskey I've ever had. It is, yeah, it is. the it's... most fragrant nose with sherry 53.7 percent cast strength cast strength 16 17 years old something ish is what what we're thinking right it's um yeah it was sherry mellowed mellowed in a single sherry hogshead it was distilled the year after the last dodgers win so it was kind of fitting that i popped it oh crazy yeah that's right but man it's so, good it's really good so it's got there's all those beautiful sherry notes you're looking for and it's not a dark dram which is no. crazy like it's it looks like a bourbon barrel it's the same color as a middleton almost yeah it is and the nose and the taste the palate does not fit the color <laughs> like no not at all like you would never ever 
Yeah, by looking at it, you'd never think it had this much sherry depth in it. No. Like it's it's incredible. So now with this, I have two different casks numbers. So this one is 7431. The other one that most people find is 7433. Oh. So there's two casks, and I've heard that they actually did two releases. And one was a 15-year and one was a 17-year. Again, I'm waiting for more information back. Yeah. Because obviously it was released so long ago that a lot of people weren't with Bushmills when they came out. Yeah, things have been turned over since then as far as ambassadors and salespeople. And own, own, yeah, I guess owners. Yeah. So, no, it's it's a deadly, deadly, deadly good whiskey. Yeah, this is one that obviously like Dodgers won in what, October? Yeah. I'm only a quarter away. Oh, you're, yeah, you're milking it drop by drop here. Yeah, I've very rarely shared this one. <laughs> I have, but. You shared it with me a couple times. Yeah. But I'm the exception. What's yours is mine, Sean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man, I can't get enough of this one. Okay, so the last one that we're going to pour and sniff and drink is... What's this one, Sean? I can't even pronounce it, but... Crayonamona? Sean does not speak Gaelic. Gaelic. Underneath that in we brackets do it says, with a heart of peat. With a heart of peat. What does it say under there? It says something interesting under that man holding up. My heart is thine in toil or rest in rain and shine. It's a quote from Eva Brennan. Interesting. Yeah, sounds very Irish. So again, 46%. I think everything we did was 46%. All 46, yeah. All 46. Crazy. And this, this, so this one is, this one's finished in a peated... Yeah, it's a single cask. single malt Irish whiskey finished in peated casks. Ten years. Interesting. It's got a really good nose on it. Yeah, um, like soft peaty nose. Yeah, like the peat's there, but it's not in your face at all. No, like, no. It reminds reminds me of. Um, I don't know. It kind of reminds me of like a, a Coila or. Um, I don't know. Kind of maybe remind, not. Like, like it's too little too fruity. It almost reminds me, not in taste or like notes, but yeah. in the peat level as um, like a more peatier Highland Park. Like it's got that, it's peat yeah. is there, but it's not. And then obviously the Irish whiskey, you can get the notes off yeah. of it. Definitely more peaty on the nose. It's pretty subtle, but it's it's right in the finish is where you get all the peat. Yeah. Really silky. Silky smooth fruitiness yeah. to it. So where where did you get this? This is on the shelves right now in Alberta. Oh. I found it at uh Kagan Cork, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Kagan Cork has a lot of indie stuff. But now I know for a fact that Terwillig or Windermere Wine and Beyond, it's on their shelf. Oh, okay. Yeah. Travis, Interesting. Travis sent me a picture of it's like pick an Irish for me. And it, this was one of them on the shelves. So um, that's an interesting like Wine and Beyond doesn't usually carry this kind of product, right? No, so like it's, hmm. Berry Bros. But this seems to be fairly high release. Mm-hmm. Like when it first came out, it was only a couple stores in Alberta. And then from there, it kind of branched out a bit. That's good. But yeah, I love it. It's, you know, it's really it's, good. It's, it's very drinkable. And yeah. it's a good, it'd be a good intro to Pete. Yeah. And, you know, it has the classic Irish notes underneath it. And it just gets chased with a little bit of Pete. And it's almost, it, it's almost more peat than smoke. 
Yes. <clears throat> Absolutely. It's not, it doesn't have the like ashy, smoky, no, um, tar qualities of the peat. It pulled out just like the earthiness. The, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The like a herbaceousness and earthiness of the, of the peat itself. Yeah. Which is, I mean, they don't say where, but it's an Isla cask, Isla cask that they use. So, yeah. They, they all sell their casks. Yeah. Around. So it's, yeah. It's, it's good though. I like it. Yeah. I really enjoy it. So, well, let's, um, let's wrap this puppy up. We're, uh, five. Are we five deep? Five deep. Five deep into Irish whiskey land. Um, I guess I don't know. Like, we kind of want to wrap this up just by just like urging everyone to sell. We can't go to the bars like we used to and yeah. celebrate with that green beer and, and go party your faces off, which is what is pretty typical for St. Patty's Day. I know we've all been there before. Yeah. But uh, let's just go out, go out to the store. Grab a. Don't have to spend a ton of money either. Just go out and pick up pick up something new. Pick up something you haven't tried before in Irish whiskey, and sit down and and enjoy it. I promise you will. Yeah, exactly. You know, stay safe. Don't. It, I mean, it's probably a good thing that St. Patrick's. Wait, wait till you get home to open it. Don't yeah. open it while you're driving home. <laughs> it's probably a good thing this year that St. Patrick's Day is on a Wednesday. It leads to way less partying than yeah. I'm sure if it was a Friday or Saturday. Yeah, I used to just take the day off after. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I've been lucky for 15, 16 years. That yeah. If I'm home for St. Patrick's Day, it's I'm home, so I don't have to worry about it. That's true. For 10 years, my wife managed an Irish bar, so it was pull up at always it was always St. Patty's Day yeah. pull up at 3 8, 3 p.m. and there's you know 150 people deep outside and I walk right in the front doors this <laughs> is the best feeling <laughs> all right well yeah again just enjoy an Irish whiskey that's pretty much the parting glass today enjoy it be safe don't overindulge and have fun yeah and let us know your thoughts on whatever you drank for st patrick's open your whiskey share your whiskey exactly cheers buddy cheers